Greg Davis here with you, and you've been waiting for us to talk Johnny Cash and the redemption of an American icon. Let you hear a little bit of what you can uh, be expecting before our conversation. We're not performing. But sometimes Cash gets into trouble. There was not one person that didn't respect Johnny Cash. He sort of lived in his own atmosphere. He was darkness and light living in the same body. He was my hero for all the right reasons and all the wrong reasons. It could solve fleeting. As famous fleeting. He faced his worldliness and came out wanting to be right with God. It's a biblical precedent that God uses complicated people. Do you have any regrets about what you've done? I forgave myself. When God forgave me, I figured I'd better do it too. Let's talk Johnny Cash, the redemption of an American icon. Uh, we are very excited to welcome uh, Ben Smallbone, the director, and, and uh, Andrea Royer, the producer of uh, this um, new film that's out in theaters beginning tonight, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday this week. Maybe there'll be opportunities past that, I'm sure. But uh, you want to get out and see it over the next couple of nights. So, uh, Ben, Andrea, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, welcome in here to Priority Talk. Hey, thank you for having us on the show. This has been a long time coming. We've been working on this film for four years, so excited for the world to see it. Well, that's great. Only four years. I normally hear taking making a movie takes 10 years. Have we got it down to four now? Well, this is a documentary, so documentaries are a little bit different. But, yeah, we're, we're um, <laughs> four years feels like an eternity for us. I understand. We have been wanting to share this man's story for a long time. Well, Ben and Andrea, between the two of you, tell me, who, who had the vision uh, to do this? Well, honestly, um, the vision kind of started a lot longer ago uh we we did a documentary called steve mcqueen's yes. salvation of american icon and it was a it was a labor of love um by the irwin brothers and the irwins at the time uh were working on a movie called i can only imagine which was a massive success and john irwin was directing it and he had some health issues with his son and he needed to step aside and so i actually stepped into the role of directing it with him and it was uh, an incredible journey telling the, the story of a man that I knew very little of, which was Steve McQueen. And, you know, over a few months I fell in love with the guy and, and told the story. The movie was a success, and that started this idea of doing multiple American icon films. And Johnny Cash is the, the next one uh, in the slot. Absolutely. And I have seen it, and it is outstanding. Um, people know the headlines of Johnny Cash. They know the icon of Johnny Cash. Uh, everybody knows the songs, even if you don't know their Johnny Cash songs, you still know his music. And, and then you've got people who know Walk the Line, the 2005 uh, feature film. Uh, Andrea, what makes this documentary about Johnny Cash different than perhaps everything I just mentioned? Yeah, I think what makes it different is most people want to focus and remember Johnny on the earlier years of his career, the wild years, the crazy years, but People don't tend to remember him for what he did in the latter part of his life, and that's what Johnny would have wanted to be remembered for, and we know that because of the people we got to talk to, his friends, his family, his son, and they all told us that um, this is the story he would want people to remember, and 
he invested so much of his heart and his time and his money, um, as you would have learned in the documentary, to let people know about um, the God who he put his faith in and to put it out there for the whole world to hear. So I think of all the docs, this is the doc that really delves into that. It's been mentioned, but most people we talk to, if you say, do you know Johnny Cash was a Christian? They would say, I absolutely had no idea of that. So that is um, really the thing that makes this different than any other documentary people would have seen. Yeah, it tells the uh, the spiritual journey of, of Johnny Cash along with just his uh, his journey as a, as a human, um, and so and 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 as a as an entertainer, I guess you should say. Um, I, you know, it tells the same story as say the 2005 movie does, but this includes that part of the story, which I think. Hollywood left out of that. Am I right, Ben? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, at any time Hollywood gets a hold of the story, there's things that they have to do, one for time, but two for, um, you know, releasing their movies to a mass audience. And so there's elements that are always going to be cut down. What we did not cut down, the, what we amplified was his faith story, his redemption story. And that, to, to me, is something that Johnny Cash would have wanted to have been told, even in Walk the Line, that I think they were making script adjustments when he passed away that did not make it into the final film. And we um, got to present the film to his son, his only son, John Carter Cash, a few months ago. And he said after watching it that of all of the documentaries and the films made about his father, this this would be the one that he's most proud of. And so that's pretty exciting to hear from his own blood. Well, I enjoyed uh, hearing from him, of course, his son, but I thought the the testimony and the stories and and just the personal uh, part that his sister put into the the messaging was very powerful as well. Speak to us about her. Yeah, so Joanne Cash-Yates, she actually kicked off the film with us uh, four years ago, October 2018, and we spent a few days with her down in Dias, Arkansas, literally the middle of nowhere. You drive to the dead end of a dirt road and then turn into another dead end, dirt road and and she kind of told us uh what it was like growing up in that poor community rural arkansas but then also about the spiritual heritage and formation of of you know johnny's faith in the early years um seeing in the cotton fields and what they would sing was hymns and so joanne is kind of that consistent voice throughout the film kind of firsthand stories of johnny and his his struggles and johnny and his redemption and then towards the end of the film, she was she was actually instrumental in inviting him to church, right? Um, and back to church, and so she tells many of those stories about his return to the faith. Well, I thought that was some of the more powerful part was uh, she she got him to church when he got ready to turn his life around, and he sort of was already on that you know on that move. She got him to church, and then you also uh, interviewed the pastor, the family pastor as well, who gave testimony of of really his conversion or his uh, reconnection with his uh, faith in Christ, uh, I, I thought it was very powerful, and that is something that should have been in the 2005 movie because it was a significant happening in his life that shaped the rest of his uh, the rest of his days and certainly the rest of his career because he turned away from so much of uh, his previous career and went in a different direction. I, I thought what happened in the church, the, the cave was one thing. The, the church, though, to me, was just as powerful thoughts. Yeah, his 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 life was definitely changed in that point, and I'll let Andrea speak to it more. But 
from that moment on, he was a man on a mission. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times people see his prison performances, his iconic Folsom Prison album, and think that this was a rebellious man that had spent time in prison and therefore wanted to sing in prison. But no, it was actually a ministry to him. He wanted to speak to people that were not much different than him. And, you know, he wanted to make an impact in these men's lives. And that's why he did these prison shows is because he had journeyed through a lot of the same issues and many of the same ways that got them there. But he obviously didn't end up there just like them. And he used that as an opportunity to speak about his faith and speak about the gospel and minister to them, which I thought was... Yeah, it was a ministry outreach uh, to, to, to those who many forget and he, he actually took a gospel group with him uh, on that. Am I correct in that? He it, did. He had the Statler brothers. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Him. Yeah, the Statler yeah, brothers. I, I never realized that. Yeah, and Don, um, you know, we got to talk with him about uh, Johnny, and he knew Johnny before, during, and after um, a lot of the the ups and downs that he had. And uh, as well as Joanne, I think that's what makes Joanne's testimony so powerful, too, is people who knew him before, during, and after, they got to see the change in him, and they got to see that it was a lasting change in him. And um, Don of the Statler Brothers, who got to be there for the prison shows and be a part of that, and really see that um, it wasn't at face value, that Johnny really was everything he said, um, through and through. Yeah, and then also um, he begins to, and this is in the in the film, uh, and it's in theaters uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday this week. I hope you can get to the theater and see it uh, soon. And then um, if you're not able, get to it at some point when it's available. But we want you to get to the theaters. I think you'll most appreciate it on the big screen with the, for all the music and just the scenery. I think it'll be wonderful. Johnny Cash, The Redemption of American Icon. Uh, let's talk about this connection with Billy Graham because, uh, Ben, you mentioned the Steve McQueen documentary that you worked on, and it was outstanding. They both have this great Billy Graham uh, intersection, don't they? Yes, and before I, I answer that question, i got to remark how you say theater. Um, that is awesome, by the way. <laughs> how do I say it? I don't know. You say it, or you say theater. I say theater. Um, theater. Well, I'm from Alabama. You're you're from Australia, so. My dad's from Birmingham, and that's how he says it. So. Okay, so you guys win because I think I think uh, it's the theater was invented in the United States. So we'll just go with that. <laughs> but Billy Graham, um, their their friendship was deep and long, and and it was it was remarkable because I knew that Billy Graham you know, like to have music from the stage and mm-hmm. he would put people up on that stage to kind of bring in a crowd that otherwise wouldn't step foot in church. But their relationship was far beyond that. Um, yes, they performed together on stage 30 at 30 Billy Graham Crusades, but they also vacationed together. Um, they spent time with each other in and outside of the stage and they called each other best friends. And there's a line in the movie that I love from from Johnny's brother-in-law where he said that their friendship was based on Billy not having to preach and Johnny not having to sing. And in their presence, they were just able to be themselves. And that's a beautiful relationship. And it developed uh, throughout the years, and they were friends till the end. Well, yeah, you're right. That was a powerful line. They they just were together because they were friends and they had a common bond in Christ. And, uh, yeah, I, I thought that was very powerful as well. You know, another part that I am very interested to do more uh, study on uh, was his work 
uh, in the Holy Land as well. After he got his life uh, right with the Lord, he, he traveled to the Holy Land. This is in the 70s. And, uh, and wanted to make a, uh, basically music videos and, and have a whole release of Holy Land music. Uh, the record label didn't so much go for it, but he did it anyway. Yeah. Johnny was a rebel before and after he got really serious about his walk with the Lord. And that rebellious attitude is really what um, propelled his, his mission for his faith forward. Um, he and June, shortly after they got married, they did honeymoon in the Holy Land, and that was a very special place for them where um, they were inspired musically, not just—it uh, wasn't just inspirational to their faith, but it was inspirational to their art as well. And so later, when he had a chance to um, make a movie there, he took a crew over, he paid out of his own pocket. It was something that he felt— he wanted to do, um, you know, we say in the film, it was put your money where your soul is, mm. and he did that. And, uh, you know, the Gospel Road, it was not successful by any means, um, and that was sort of, you know, a time when Billy stepped in and really uh, helped develop their friendship even more, I believe, as they walked that road together, and Billy saw the value in it and he helped him to get it out into the world even more. Um, but, yeah, that was a place where he and June both would find solace and inspiration. Um, well, I want to watch The Gospel Road. Um, I, haven't, I haven't looked for it yet. I'm assuming maybe it's on YouTube or something. I'm sure. Have you guys, how can you find it? Yeah, it's, it's kind of a rare collector's item. Um, Is it? It's kind of hard to find. Believe it or not, Disney owns it now. 20th Century Fox got wow. it. So when Disney acquired 20th Century Fox, they got it. So that's a unique... Well, if Disney owns it, it won't be on YouTube. Yeah, I um, we actually licensed it directly from them, but we ripped it from a DVD. Oh. So you might have to you might have to find it on DVD. Well, I may have to get with uh, I may have to get with you guys to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess yeah. that would be okay as well. Uh, Andrea, it sounds like you probably come to Birmingham every now and then, so maybe we could uh, coordinate that. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll, we'll bring a DVD down, or you could come to our studio in Franklin, Tennessee, and, and check it out with us. I, I would love to do that and uh, come by and see, see where John and Andy and all the team has set up shop there um, in Franklin. That would be wonderful. Um, just list off very quickly before I let you go, because we've been – talking a lot about Johnny, but and we've mentioned a few of the people, but just kind of list through off the top of your head best you can the people that are that appear uh, in this, uh, sharing their memories and their stories and their knowledge of Johnny Cash. I mean, it's a who's who. It is. So we've already mentioned his sister, Joanne. Then we have his and June's son, John Carter Cash. We talked to his brother-in-law, Harry Yates. We talked to his friends, um, Jesse Coulter, who was married to Waylon Jennings and spent a lot of time with him when they were in the Highwaymen together. Uh, John Schneider, who co-starred with him in many films. Uh, we have country artists who worked with him and were just inspired by him, like Cheryl Crow, Tim McGraw. Uh, Winona Judd, actually, her and her mom's very first tour, they opened for, for Johnny Cash, and that's where she really, um, she was just a young girl, and John gave her a chance and um, really mentored her 
when it came to her performance and stage presence and musicality. We have a new young artist, L.B. Shane, who, uh, if you looked into his story, his life and his experiences and what he's walking through, even today, um, really parallel Johnny's up and downs. Yeah, and then from a spiritual perspective, we have Franklin Graham and then Greg Laurie kind of break down some of the moments of their life. Franklin Graham was, you know, friends with Johnny, uh, a fan of Johnny, and got to see Johnny's life being lived out um, on vacations and a lot of times they got to spend together. So that was that was pretty fascinating. And and a tidbit of info: um, what was remarkable to us is we weren't shy about the faith story. Uh, when we would go to these artists and ask them to be a part of the doc. And that, you know, we were scared of, you know, scaring away potential people, but it actually excited them because they were so impacted by Johnny's faith that he lived out that they wanted to speak about the impact that Johnny and June had made on their lives. And so it actually ended up being a really exciting part of, of these interviews with these, you know, A-list celebrities was talking openly about their faith and Johnny and June's faith and, and how they were impacted by them. Well, outstanding. It's the true story of how the man in black saw the light from Lionsgate and Kingdom Story, johnnycashmovie.com. You want to go and uh, find the theater near you and get out and see it at the theater. Is, is that better, Ben? Theater? Yeah, you got it. Theater. I, theater. I mean, of all people to... Uh, uh, talk about how somebody says something. You with this uh, this down under accent. My goodness, man. Yeah. Well, I think honestly, the Australian accent is closer to the original English language than maybe the United <laughs> oh, States. So. I, th- I think a whole nother episode. Ben, here. I think I've already had this discussion with one, if not both, of your brothers. So uh, I'm, okay. I, uh, I think Did I've already been down fan? this road. Fan? It's, it's Ben, by the way. Ben, Greg. sorry, got you, man. I'm gonna try and mess up your name, but I, I don't know if I can do that with you. Yeah. Thank so. you guys so hey, much, Ben Smallbone and uh, Andrea Royer, and uh, we want you to get out and see it in theaters uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and beyond. Be looking for it. This is uh, definitely a documentary you want to see and, and learn the true story, the full story of Johnny Cash. Thank you guys. Hey, thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much.